It's Kuzakas time, and we're back for our seasonal anime tie-in episode. And it's the full season, full of the biggest names of the year. Spy X Family, Dr. Stone, Undead Unluck. But instead, predictably, we're doing yet another fantasy series. That is the way. On that time, I started a podcast to read trash manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't. A.K.A. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast, episode 93! The villainess who has been killed 108 times, she remembers trash manga. And don't forget, use the code LIFEBEGINS at 1001 to go buy your tie-in lobster only while stocks last. You know, you know, you know what show this is. It's the one where three people discuss two volumes of one trash manga. Looking back at Journey's End to reminisce on the good times, the bad times, and the times best forever forgotten. I am your forever host, Converse with Sean Creatures, joined by Mikey Fortress and Phil's Glowing Coin. How are you both? Oh, so many references I didn't get this week. What was the deal with the lobster one? What the fuck? That, that's that bit that's been going on, buddy. You, you know how I've been doing that this entire time? Oh, like, no, I got that. Blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, why a lobster? I, I'll reveal that at the end of the year. <laughs> take, okay. take a dragon to ride a ball? I don't know. <laughs> that's like that's the one bit that's the one reference in the every start that has nothing to do with the manga so yeah but not it has something to do with other manga and i feel even i'm lost on these ones it, it, you'll understand at the end of the year <laughs> well one thing i will never understand your uh other anime references when you're introducing our names i, I didn't get that at all oh that wasn't anime that, those were D spells oh but what did you say for me weird unusual ones uh mikey fortress which no. is a mighty fortress. Ah, I get you. See, I thought because a lot of D&D word, uh, spells have like actual names in them. So yeah, that's, that's what Phil's one on. is. Phil's yeah. one got swapped for a name. Yeah. What was my one? I don't, I don't Phil's remember. Phil's glowing coin, Ooh. which is someone's glowing coin. I can't remember. Yeah. I Look, for, uh, as will become apparent when we start discussing the series, it was like they like to collect weird magic. So I looked up weird D&D spells. <laughs> and there we go. Good old press. Digitation. Prostitution, yes. People use that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because it's amazing. So I'm not going to use it because it's not a weird one. <laughs> it is a weird I, one. In, right, it's weird in the sense that it's uh, very flexible. You can use it for a whole host of things. But my favourite is uh, Natasha's hideous laughter, purely because I know someone called Natasha and they've got a weird laugh. <laughs> so it's like, ha, you're in this game, and they're so like, I hate you. And I'm so like, yeah, bullying. we're not friends. You like oh, it yeah. because it's bullying. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> My, my memory of that spell is that it's concentration, so it's shit. <laughs> sure, that's a take. Look, when, when you're a warlock, and <laughs> like I, I'm not, there's, we don't have enough time to go into the balancing of warlocks, but I just remember when that's one of your two, yes. when that's one of your two, and it's gone, like, ah, great. That was a waste <laughs> of time. Yeah, it's a uh, warlock is if you're not setting something on fire, you're doing it wrong. No, I, I didn't. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be a fireball warlock. But ultimately, when you look at that, it's just—it's just the most efficient way of being. It's—it's it's the uh, what's the term? The uh, the natural conclusion to it. Yeah, <laughs> like you can go with your witch bolts. You can go with like thunder and area attacks and everything. You can waste your entire life chasing after that one cantrip. I forget the name of Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Yeah. Or you could just have fun and do fireball. <laughs> It's kind of like paladins. You, if you're not smiting, what are you even doing with your life? <laughs> like, just, just, you know, clearly you're good at one thing. Let's do, just do that one thing. Stop trying to be clever. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. But uh, in non-D&D &D news, how are you both? How, how are the kids doing? 
Oh, violently back to D&D news. I really want to get Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> but I don't have any money, so I can't. That's how I'm doing. Pretty sure you got uh, a cash injection from two other that people on this show recently. That doesn't fucking count. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that. that's... Mm. In recent history, one of my cats decided to escape and then got himself very badly wounded. So now I'm broke as fuck until at least until insurance comes through and god knows how much they're gonna actually give back because you know insurance companies be doing the thing where they try to pay you as little as possible and but they'll still gladly take your money of course absolutely so who fucking knows how poor i'm going to be for the foreseeable future but you can you can help this if you want to go over to twitch.tv hit the massive donate button and you too can contribute <laughs> to medical cat bills you didn't have to call it the massive donate button like yeah like 90 percent of his stream is just one giant <laughs> donate button like oh no, you know the fun thing is because it is the biggest thing when you scroll is, down yeah. but also when you announced that i was staring at for that for a minute going where's the donate button thinking it would look like <laughs> everything else until i realized oh wait no it's the massive image <laughs> yeah i haven't actually scrolled down on my own stream for years at this point <laughs> i was like I can't, i've donated before i know it's here i can't be blind it's probably all out of date as well. Like, I, I legit haven't scrolled down there in so long. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, in fact, I've, as far as I know, this is, like, a fairly common thing with, like, a lot of streamers. They, like, they set it and forget it and just just ignore half the shit on there. They're like, oh, yeah, what's this thing down here? A schedule? What is that? No, you've never had that. <laughs> I lie and say I do. Yeah, you say 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen like ever. <laughs> ever, exactly. Ever. But uh, uh, well, more more Twitch heckling at the end of the show. For, yeah. for now, are Classic. we ready to dive into our series for this time? What if I said no? What if I was like, no, I need to read it still. Like we got to this point <laughs> of the recording. So this time, <laughs> <laughs> the obvious cut where he has to go away and read it. Yes, okay. I'm back now, and I've read it. <laughs> what would happen is that your donation meter would go down as I call that back. Ring up the bank. Yes, hello. <laughs> I would like to charge this back, please. He doesn't deserve it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So, this time around, we have been covering Free Ren Beyond Journey's End, a.k.a. So-so, no, Free Ren. This is a fantasy manga that has been running since April 2020 to the present day, oh, 11 volumes thus far. Written by Kanahito Yamada, who's done a couple of other things, but nothing nearly as successful as this. And art by Sukasa Abe. This is their only work. This is licensed over here. You can buy the first eight volumes now via Viz. And as I mentioned at the top, this is our anime tie-in. So there will be an anime airing this fall season. It's being done by Madhouse and will be streaming over on Crunchyroll. This is also, and this is how you know Mike's going to hate it, a very successful series because it sold 8 million as of March 2023. So that's 8 million before the anime has even come out. The winner of the 2021 Manga Tai Show and 2021 Tezuka Ozamu Cultural Prize's New Creator Prize, as well as being nominated or run it, becoming runner-up for a bunch of other awards and numerous top 10 rankings on various uh, formalized Best Manga of the Year 2021-2022 list. Like, I think it was like number two on my national booksellers list or something in Japan. So it's done very well for itself. But what is it all about? I mean, if it's fantasy, it must be Isekai, right, Phil? No. Oh, shit. No, it is not an Isekai. 
it is good old-fashioned fantasy. Free Run is about the journey of the titular Free Run, part of the hero Himmel's party who have successfully gone on their journey and defeated the Demon King. A grand ten years journey draws to a close, but it's only a mere ten years. Just a blink of an eye to our mage, as she is then coming to terms with life after journeying with her party and how little she truly knew about her short-lived friend. So, I, okay, obviously this is a fantasy manga. Sure is. Obvs. I mean, the... There, there is magic, there is an elf, there is a dwarf. In the words of Phil from our Sword Art Online episode, that motherfucker's an elf. I, did I say that? <laughs> yeah, it was um, when they did the mirror thing and you all look like yourselves and you're like, they say all look like themselves, that motherfucker's an elf. Because <laughs> there's a guy with pointy ears. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. It has affected my life to this day, that line. That was so funny. <laughs> but anyway. Sword Art Online has affected many people's lives to this day. <laughs> Anywho. But like, what kind of manga is this? Obviously it's fantasy, but... Fantasy, done. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not but like what's well, it not technically it's shonen is it Shonen's it runs in shonen sunday yeah. so it's shonen <laughs> just by association it's shonen i mean that's that's half of how that works to be fair it is also drifting towards that toward the end of what we read i mean yeah there is a bit more like action as such but that is absolutely not the focus of this no no like uh, th- th- mostly this is the a story of this main character walking around and watching her friends die of old age, but then forming uh, a new party after the I was fact. Gonna say, it's, it's not specifically that. That's just how it starts, because funny enough, that is the initial That is, friend. yeah. Like, straight up, like, 80 years since they did the thing. Yes. That made them well, famous. Yeah, so the first chapter, to just give the brief timeline there, yeah, the first chapter starts in, I won't say present day, but we'll start when the heroes have just saved everyone throughout that first chapter you then progress 50 years to essentially when they start passing away and then the second chapter i think is the next 25 years and then it kind of settles down after that in that 75 to 80 years after the start from that point on yeah yeah pretty much because most of the chapters are punctuated once you've got past that initial start pretty much all the chapters are punctuated by x years since himmel who is the lead hero of the party uh the first to die yes Yes, the first to die. But yeah, it's that's how every chapter is kind of scoped at the start. Much like how fucking Lona Life had like, oh, it's day blank, except it makes more sense for that to be in this than Lona Life's two weeks oh, makes past and I'm a god. This is very much because it's all told from Freeman's point of view, that sort of opening on each chapter where it has been this many years Hero Himmel has passed. It's very much like that is how she's recognising the passage of time. Yeah. It, it is one of the many, many elements of this story that Hammer's own. While it is all, while Freeman is the lead character and it's about her, Himmel is the character who overshadows the entire story. Yeah, because I was just thinking what kind of like subgenre this is. And it's like, obviously, it's fantasy. I mean, I think Wikipedia says drama. I tend to avoid yeah, using I wouldn't, drama for this. I wouldn't say that either. What I would say is Not if you guys drama. have played Death Stranding, uh, I, I own Death Stranding. <laughs> that is a strand-type game. I think we found a strand-type manga. The fuck is what, what do you, So for, for people who haven't played or consumed Death Stranding, what do you define as a strand-type manga, then? Okay, well, it's like... I, I was half-joking when I said this, but the idea was... Uh, I forget his name when the guy who made the game. Kojima. Neo Kojima. 
Yeah, Kojima. There you go. My, I've got room for like one famous Japanese creator. It wasn't made by Kira Toriyama. <laughs> it wasn't made by Kira Toriyama. No. <laughs> so yeah, um, when he was making the game, he said like, "This is a new genre of game. This is a strand type game." And everyone went, "So what? A boring one then?" <laughs> when the whole gameplay of that game is just walking from A to B. Are you trying to say that Free Run is the walking simulator of manga? Kind of is, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't dispute that necessarily. <laughs> kind of is. Like, the intentionally slow-paced, walking from A to B, filling out, like, busy work along the way, maybe having some conversations with, like, meaningful characters along the way. It's kind of structured exactly the same. It is we definitely at least at the start, manga. <laughs> very episodic at the start. Like every chapter is very much self-contained until the back half of volume two. Oh yeah, I mean the first few chapters, like straight up decades jump between each like chapter. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because it has to establish the premise. Yes. And to establish the premise, you need people to die. Yeah. And I would say it's very unique in that regard. It's like uh this is very much the manga embodiment of You've left your D and D group, but carried your character to a new one. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I'm not, I'm not saying that series like this don't exist because I'm pretty sure they do. But it's definitely yeah. the first time I've read a manga in this image template genre, stranding genre to use Mike's <laughs> new term. I think I would just call it an adventure. Well, no, yeah, I say it's an adventure, but it just sounds like every other manga, and I really don't want to dip that. No, no I understand what that. you're saying there. Oh, it's an adventure, that, that like is. Sword Art Online's an adventure, and I'd be like, you uh... take that name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like when you say adventure, you think like more action, right? You don't think uh, all of the side quests from your standard MMO. <laughs> I would think adventure in this sense, kind of like Lord of the Rings in a way. It's it's that sort of big grandiose long spanning adventure not a it's it's lord of the rings but they've they've defeated Sauron, Sauron. as the villain and now it's well, the walk back home kind of yeah. except I like mean, the series i would compare this most to what we've done is probably killing me killing you which i was also gonna say that yes yeah but like okay the weird thing is though this one intentionally doesn't have a destination it's literally just for, volume, for the first around. volume yeah yeah, uh, and like the main character's motivation for doing anything she does, at least the one she says out loud, is she just likes collecting magic because she kind of likes it. That that was her initial motivation. She likes collecting yes. weird magic, and she reveals a little bit more when she takes on her apprentice that sort of not fully, but sort of following in the footsteps of their past journey. Yeah, she's trying to like learn um, more about humans and yeah. her party I think and like relive her past and such as well she, yes. she is going through the very common human thing of after someone's died going oh god I didn't get to know them at all uh, and now trying to learn more about them but in the context of she's an elf therefore she lives for four figure years at least yes at she's, least, she, yeah. they're very um, they're very coy about how they, long they she don't go into it in years. depth but it like from the clues you're given it's at the very least a millennia is what yeah you're the, the the pretty much the only clue you're given is our 10-year journey was less than one one hundredth of my lifespan which could mean fucking anything but de but definitely massive yeah well the other clues you get later on there's a you learn a little bit about her master and to put the context into it to a humans the master oh that's just a fairy tale character and then she's like I'm the only one who remembers her, aren't I? Oh no. Yeah, I think they even say at some point she's actually over a thousand years old already. 
Yeah, I think. well, I think, I think they say her master was like, she was with her master a thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, like I say, they're very, um, they're very coy about saying how old she actually is. And I'm yeah. assuming that's just to avoid some tougher storytelling beats of like, so if you've been around for that long, then how did you not see half this shit coming? That kind of stuff. I, I think it's also so they don't have to put a specific number on things so there is room to play if they want to. Yeah, sure. It's not a bad thing, it's just it can be quite frustrating if you're the kind of ca- guy who likes to nail down certain facts in your in your reading experience. However, it doesn't do the opposite thing which a lot of manga that we've reviewed does, which is overburden you with information. It oh no, gives, there's, there's gives the, you... whatever the opposite of mechanic bloat is, there's, this is mechanic yeah. abstraction. Yes, like it actually lets you figure out what the mechanics of the world are. Like the closest thing to a mechanic that's ever described to us is uh, you will run out of mana if you keep doing that. No, 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 no. You're forgetting, Mike. There's two oh, types of magic. There's, a fem- oh, there's offensive magic. and defensive. And defensive. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that a mechanic? Like, I feel that's a bit generous. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mechanic. Well, no, yeah. actually, I feel that goes towards your point of saying it abstracts it away because when they reveal this, so in in this chapter, basically, they've gone to a village. Obviously, the part the hero's party went to at some point, and there they sealed one of the seven sages of destruction, or whatever. Uh, he's not a seven sage, just to be oh, specific. No, big mean demon okay, man. They, who they, they, very strong magic. one, but I don't think for the purposes of later story, he's one of those. They sealed away this demon who had this horrible, evil magic decimated everyone he came across. Zoltrak. Yes, soul track, soul track magic, killing magic, just instantly shattered through any human mage's defenses, including enchanted clothing and defensive spells. And they're like, we can't beat him. We'll seal him. We'll deal him with him when we can. So, eighty odd years later, she rocks up. Yes, yes, seal's about to break. We'll break it tomorrow, and we'll get on with killing him. And you know, funny enough, first thing he does is fire his magic away after a brief chat. And they block him like, oh, that's that's weird. And Fern, Free Ren's new apprentice she's gained along the way, is like, but that was just basic offensive type magic. <laughs> and it's because in the 80 years he'd been sealed, humankind had analyzed and adapted all of their magic to using that. Yeah, it's kind of like if you look at computers now and computers 80 years yeah. ago, like same sort of scenarios, like they don't even hold a candle. Yeah, it is one of the many, many, many examples of like the passage of time being used in this manga to further storytelling, and it mm-hmm. is really good at that. And that's it a is. prime example of it. Because yeah, as, as you said, yeah, like so many stories would be like, oh no, the big bad's back. Whereas in this one, it's like, yeah, well, yeah, but we have to use this ancient magic that everyone's forgotten about. It's like, no, mate, we've been doing science. <laughs> like, we we figured that <laughs> shit out science, ages man. ago. <laughs> there, there is still one example of oh we can't conquer this ancient magic but for the main yeah it's very much like yeah nah time- <laughs> you're an old man now <laughs> bye bye <laughs> get with we'll the times that- grandpa pretty this much great <laughs> it is pretty much like they say there's basically two main types of magic offensive and defensive and then there is sort of the grand joke of it all of commoner type magic which is basically Everything half else. of Free Ren's excuse for running around everywhere going, I'll have a grimoire which teaches me how to keep 
T-Warm or something. I was going to say, realistically, there are three types of magic. There's offensive, there's defensive, and there's the shit free rank elects. <laughs> yeah, oh, miscellaneous. <laughs> miscellaneous. Although even then, some of that ties in, like... Because yeah. again, this manga is very good at like doing small things. Like, there's a random spell she gets at one point that they mentioned. Oh, why did we get a spell that turns grape sour? And then later on, you learn that the dwarf in the original party's favorite food was sour grapes. And it's like, mm. ah, yeah. so that's why she got that spell. Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, there's a lot of like you can see elements of nostalgia with this character popping out all over the place. And it, to the manga's credit, it doesn't feel the need to explain that. But that also feeds into the character herself like she's quite let's say cold but that's not quite stoic i think stoic, stoic is the one i went stoic for. aloof something to that yeah. effect where she's just like she doesn't really care about a whole lot and like when you live for as long as she does why would you like she is completely not she doesn't care she's not above like um staying in one place for potentially yeah, years her... at a time just to accomplish one task yeah, and uh, pardon me, you'll get sick of us all talking about time, but that is one of the main themes of the manga. But yeah, it, it really does hammer home also repeatedly how her sense of time is so skewed because she lives with Malaya. One of the early examples is when she and Fern are searching for a flower and you get like some lovely like little like montage-style things and then wandering around the forest, you go, oh, that's been a nice couple of days. And then Fern walks up to the lady who originally got them to this and says, we've been here for half a year. <laughs> Make her stop. What's <laughs> it? Don't even necessarily have to go that far. It's like in chapter one, obviously one of the big things when they've just returned, grand celebration at the capital. Ah, oh, we're back just in time for the uh, era meteor shower, I call it. Big grandiose meteor shower happens every 50 years, to which Foon says, ah, oh, yeah, but I'd rather see it in a better place than I know. But let's go there next time. After all, it's only 50 years away. And it's like, She's saying this to two humans and a dwarf who seemingly live longer than humans, but yeah, you know, dwarfs have a longer. Yeah, they're not comparable to elves, but they definitely ha he um has a much longer lifespan, like centuries. I think is probably what his yeah. lifespan is. I like the follow up to that, which is when they do finally get around to it. It's basically their last time all being together because they're all old people. She then yeah. says, like, "Oh, there's a much better place to see this meteor shower from." Like, but it's not for like another week. Yeah, that's fine. It's a week of walk, weeks walk away, and she drags all of these pensioners into a week long trek. <laughs> the thing is, like, they actually even say that. Like, she says, like, "Oh yeah, it's a week away," and they're just like, that, "That's elder abuse." <laughs> <laughs> they do, yeah. But it is also nice how they have that. You cut to like a montage of like, and, and we'll get to the art in a bit, but like a lovely little montage of just random adventures, and then yeah, you just cut back and Himmel, who you've only seen up until now, in his classic hero, like young style traditional fantasy party leader style thing and now he's the uh, traditional little old man with a bald head and like a nice moustache and beard it's like whoa Nello, you've changed a lot in 50 years yeah he legit looks like a fire emblem character and then suddenly <laughs> looks like an old dude <laughs> so actually i want to bring up this part I, when i first read it this this part hit me really hard how so so you you get that view of them seeing the meteor shower for the second oh time. that is a nice double spread and so, so we can talk in. about the art later. Oh, it's really nice. It's really lovely. And then slam. Next page is Himmel's funeral. Yeah. Like yeah. he died oh, not oof. long after that. I'm guessing the week-long hike killed him. <laughs> that's my that's my assumption. Or at least maybe the week the week-long hike back afterwards. So they, they don't really talk about when he died specifically other than presumably not long after that. But yeah. Yeah. He he was very much aware that his time was coming to an end. So. Well, I mean, you say 
they don't ever put ages on most of the characters, but by the time Himmel dies, he must have been you would assume mid to late seventies at yeah. least. If it's yeah, they did a ten year journey to defeat the Demon King, so he must have been let's say conservatively fifteen, and then another fifty years after that. So. Yeah, in, fl- in flashbacks around the place, you do see that he is physically older than the other people when they start. Like he meets a lot of them as kids, and so I don't. I know this just sort of from having read further spoilers. But I know... Um, you read a fantasy manga? Yeah, oh my I know, God. right? Haiter? Haiter? Uh, the I priest, Haiter. Yes. Yeah. yes. The, the one that kept priest. accidentally reading as Hitler, yes. Uh, oh my that, God. That's from my... you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, him, him and him are around the same age. Like, maybe a year difference. Really? I, I read Haiter as being like 10 or 15 years older. Just because he looks no. so much older. when you see them he, he looks it, but no. Well, he's also a unapologetic, raging alcoholic. There is that, yes. <laughs> he is, to quote uh, Art Freyman's favourite catchphrase from the first few chapters, you corrupt priest. Yeah, which I I hope is just like a weird translation, because that, no, means, a very different, that means a very different thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does it? It's more well, just a joke because he drinks and everything and goes against it's, his yeah, tenets. It's, yeah. it's a joke sure. because, yes, he's a crippling alcoholic and he is a priest, so... Probably shouldn't be a crippling alcoholic. <laughs> Probably not. Like it's it's a it's used as a character moment as well later when um she comes to visit him when he's extremely old and she's like I bought you alcohol. I was like oh I gave that up years ago. Pour it on well, my grave. Well, yeah, <laughs> she does do that at the end of the chapter. She does. I was gonna yep. say wasn't that the point? Like when they meet again after that first fifty years. Uh, no, because they would have met. Well, first of all, they met when they re- reunited at the fifty years, and then they met again. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. When 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 they met then or at the funeral around that time i think he says you know when i die just pour some alcohol on my grave oh sorry you're on about yeah, yeah. pour one out for and the yeah, homies he, he's very oh, much yeah. of the opinion he's going to be going shortly after although he incorrect to his great last probably another 10 years after that so. another oh, wow, 20, yeah. 25 because yeah. it's 20 years after him or oh, he goes to visit true. her very uh, him and finds fern and then he has his cunning plan <laughs> god he doesn't <laughs> She doesn't track time based on how many years it's been since Haita Hita died. <laughs> like God. I mean, to be fair, Haita was never the one she like. She, I think she likes both him and Eisen, but ultimately, it's not the one that she clearly has a long term relationship mm. with. Yeah, it? yeah, mm. yeah. So it's it about twenty five years after Himmel dies that Haita uh, passed away, because yep. it's twenty years before she goes and visits him, and then we find out he's given up alcohol. He's decided to live the good he, life. Uh, fatherhood has made a man out of him, some might say. Yeah, he's adopted a war orphan in Fern, who we mentioned earlier, who is training to become a mage, but Freeran's like, no, no, I can't take her. She'd just be a burden, die. I'm not going to do that. So Haita has the idea like, well, I've got this grimoire here that teaches immortality and longevity and stuff. Translate that for me. And just train Fern in your free time. She's like, oh, but that'll take me six years or something. It's like, ah, oh, it's fine. Just casually throws another six years at it. Yep. I can never tell <laughs> yeah, if Freeman has figured it out or not. But the story seems to imply that she didn't figure it out. But I think she had her suspicions. But I think the thing is, as with a lot of like, so occasionally, pretty much every little request she deals with, as we're reading she tends to get like a grimoire of some sort of magic 
And occasionally someone will be like, ah, oh, yes, here is a Grimoire of the Great. I don't really know how you Flame, say it. Flamey, I think it Flame, is. Flamey? Flame? Flamey? Yeah. Flam. Flam. F-L-A-M-E. I feel like it's supposed to be very French. But... Well, I, I'm assuming most of the words in this, like names and stuff, are German. So, ah. like, because... Um... That does make sense now you say that. <laughs> and I'm looking yeah. at them on my screen. <laughs> yeah, so it would be uh, Flama. Go, go, go on then, Mr. You are, you are the one Flama. of German descent. Yeah, it would if if it's a German name, it would be Flammer, because F L A M M E. Ah, Flammer. And uh, <laughs> that sounds so. Our protagonist would be Freeren, <laughs> Freeren, and I believe it would the dwarf would be called Eason because that's how Germans pronounce E followed by I. Well, sorry, I followed by E. You know what I mean, E I. And that would mean that the priest would be Heater. <laughs> so, because there's also one part later on where they actually use the word Kroos. Would they use that weird German B thing, which uh, actually signifies a double S? Yes. So yeah, like I do believe that these are all German names, and this is meant to be German in general. That, that to be fair, that's interesting. I mean, that, that, when you spell it out, it does make more sense. But I do remember when I was like when looking through and going, "That's a fucking weird name." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So assuming that's how you're supposed to pronounce those, that's how I've been pronouncing them in my head anyway. No, that makes sense. I mean, we'll find out when the anime airs. Uh, yes, I, I'm sure. expecting it will sound nothing like that. Oh yeah, well, I'm no, expecting. Like... I I have full confidence. I don't know who's doing the voice acting for that show. But I have full confidence they'll be perfectly fluent in German. <laughs> and like they're all got like, what are you talking about, Free Ren? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so German, so German. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a Japanese person trying to impersonate a German accent. Now that I think about it, probably for the best. <laughs> I mean, Helsing, maybe? I've, I've not watched it, but... I don't think they... There's, there's a lot of Germans in that. Maybe they I don't remember. It's been a very long time. Anyway, from, from that Shonen back to this one. I <sighs> still don't feel... Like, I, I understand this is a Shonen. It just doesn't feel right calling it that. So it, I, it's from what I've read online, it starts becoming more into that as it goes on. Sure. But the first two volumes, definitely not. No, I absolutely... Like, if so, I don't even know what I would... Sinon? I don't know if I even say Sinon. I don't know. So it's, it's definitely shown in demographic. Like, it's it's not... Is it, like, can I, I boys deal it. with feelings, Phil? Can they... I was going to say, like, Ooh, I appreciate, whoa. like, it has a somewhat serious start with it and dealing with death and things, but... It's also got a that, lot slower very... pace. Like, a lot slower pace than your average Shonen. Yeah. But weirdly, it, it wasn't, like, a slow or slog to read. No, it wasn't. I, I, I remember... I remember reading the first chapter of it and being like, okay, I, I'm into it. See where it goes. And like that, despite the fact that first chapter was very, well, slow paced by definition, it didn't feel slow paced. Like, uh, because that first chapter is, um, I've got so many time skips in it. Normally you feel like a time skip is an excuse. Whereas this thing, it really does feel like it's being used as a narrative device. And it actually feels like it's done quite well to do that. I think what also helps as well is like uh, one one theme you may be aware, especially if you've listened exclusively to Isekai episodes, is how we talk a lot about text density, and this doesn't really have that. It does have a lot of text. It is quite wordy. Uh, I wouldn't say it is. Like they can like when Free Ren is monologuing, occasionally you can be, but you also get a lot of pages where there is just no text whatsoever. Yes, um, I would say there is quite a lot of text in general, but it never feels like it's overburdened with that text. 
Like everything does feel like something the character would say in that moment. And it it is does feel like it's telling a story versus just having words for the sake of it. Like a lot telling of a story as opposed to, hey dear the reader, let me explain to you how dishwashing magic works. Oh yeah, there's no like there's there's no text dumps to say the least. God. I could see that being something she's found as well. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> I mean, she can clean bronze statues. That's, that's your dishwashing spell of this one. Only if they're bronze plates. <laughs> yeah. Which conveniently, <laughs> they all are. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm with you now. Right. I thought you meant like oh a bronze God, plated Charles. statue. And I'm like, well, yeah, they're all bronze statues. Yeah, only oh, if they're bronze bowls. You mean plate as in like, yeah, uh, only if yeah, they're bronze yeah. cutlery. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, <man>. okay. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long week, apparently. So, <laughs> I I also appreciate one thing which um, this does surprisingly well is it's very good at differentiating the flashbacks of which there are many to the modern telling of the story, the current telling of the story. Very very good at that, and it's not just because there are characters in that that literally don't exist anymore. It's very good at differentiating what is being told and what was and what has previously happened. Yeah, and it has to be good at that, especially because Freeran appearance, unlike all the other characters who do clearly change with the passage of time, Freeran mm-hmm. does not. Freeran is very yeah. much immutable. Yeah, she is a very short elf girl, and she looks exactly the same. In fact, she, I think she wears the exact same thing as well for like the 80 years that this manga covers so far. Yes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I hope she learned a laundry spell at some point. <laughs> I don't know, man. We do learn later on that Fern essentially has to mother her because she is a girl yeah. after you kid's own heart, sleeps in all morning. and That's such a weird like side part to the character because she will gladly sleep all day and that makes sense for a person who sleeps for a bajillion years, uh, lives for a bajillion years because, you know, you ain't got to get up early for shit. <laughs> There's going to be more days regardless of how many you waste sleeping. <laughs> but like, for some reason, that means the the apprentice that she takes on, Fern, thinks, okay, I've got to get you up and dress you so you can do things today. It's like, what? That's just weird, man. <laughs> it's because Fern is a human and does not have many yeah, hours I, I, of her life say, to waste. <laughs> Fern is very much of the opinion, no, no, I don't want to be stuck in this place for the next 10 years. <laughs> As yeah. happens multiple times, she's like, no, no, we're not staying here for multiple years. <laughs> yes. Sort this shit out. One of the themes is that Freeman has to slowly come to terms with that her life isn't hers to waste anymore, as it were, so, so yeah. to speak. There, there is a pretty crystallized moment of that where it's like, just because I live forever doesn't mean that everyone else, that I should, everyone else should work by my schedule. It should be the other way around. Yeah. Pretty I mean, much. there's another bit as well later on when they're discussing like lifespan stuff and she's like, oh, yeah, it was like one 100 for my journey. And then Fern's like, yeah, I've been with you for half of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to put this in perspective. And she's only been around for what? six to eight years at that point so it's like oh christ yeah there's a there's there's one panel where it's like oh you're taller than me now it's like yeah i'm 16 years old as Frey Ren then looks at the inevitable part and is like but we eat the same things <laughs> yeah because uh in classic anime tiny girl fashion he's like oh god why am i so small I mean, hey, it, it does also like it does have those words but i would say also it's definitely not a fan service and in Heck, at one point she gets the, the old classic, oh, I can see through clothes spell, but the manga just really does nothing with it. It just more treats that as a punchline rather than, oh, I look, I say, see. You, you get the punchline of, yes, yes, it's working. And then she turns to look at Stark, the third 
character who is male that we've not discussed yet and goes it's small and that that's it that's all you get and they never mention that spell again i'm like perfect 10 out of 10 so you don't you don't get like what a lot of other mangas or anime would do where it's like ah yes we get to see them naked is no no the character is just saying yes i see you naked and oh my god your dick is small <laughs> and just also further through it's pretty much disinterested in the spell itself it's more just yep that's one for the collection cool moving on hmm. so it's sort of related to the fact that it's it's a very throwaway thing um in one of the early chapters there's a flashback panel and you see Fuyun's just holding a bottle and she's like it's acid that dissolves clothes like, <laughs> yes in the uh, stop buying use the shit god damn it yes. woman. <laughs> which uh i will say i do know comes back at one yeah point. i mean wouldn't about the, again lots of little things that you are just throwaways if you pay attention do come back mm. is a master of the minutiae yeah, I think it's a case like it doesn't waste any line. I think it's the way I would put it. No, I mean even even when they're not speaking, like you'll have some art scenes where like here's a montage, and one of the recurring things you'll see is Free Ren in a pose where her head has been eaten by a mimic, or her bed, yeah. or a bookshelf has fallen on her, and she's just in the usual like the prostrated pose of oh no, it's gone wrong. This is one of the reasons why I describe it as a person. Uh, someone who's taken their D&D character to a new campaign. It's like, clearly they've got like a lot of memories and baggage and stuff, and they use that to inform their character moving forward rather than saying, this is this story has to be all about me because I'm the most experienced one here. It's It's well written in that regard. So, yeah, like that part I do very much appreciate. Mike, steady on. This sounds like you like it. No, wait for it. <laughs> I don't like how serious he was saying that. <laughs> Why? What, what's, what's wrong? I can be serious. I, I don't know, Mike. What's wrong? I was going to say, yeah, what, what, what is wrong, Mike? This is like you. <laughs> You're Who happy almost. Oh, don't go that far. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is, it's, it's, it's quite slow. It, it, it is slow, but it's deliberately slow. Yeah, like, it's hard to complain, but, you know, I'll find a way. I will say what probably builds into that as well is, and I don't know if I've ever read a manga that does this before, at least for the vast majority of what you read, it's essentially with two lead characters, Free Ren and Fern. And they're both down-to-earth, low-energy characters. And mm-hmm. it's... I don't have a problem with it. As if you've listened to past episodes, I often complain about how annoyed I get by loud, shouty, shoning lead McGee. But it's weird reading the series that has literally none of that whatsoever. <laughs> just, no, yeah. no, they're both just... They're both the calm stoic type of like, oh, this is this is different. Well that <laughs> no one has energy. <laughs> that role is kind of filled by our third. I was party gonna say Stark member. he's not full in on that, but yeah, definitely Stark is more leaning towards traditional yeah. shonen lead. Because more towards the end, or like middle endish of what we read, get exactly where we are introduced to a third party member, which is Stark and he's called Stark. And he was the apprentice of our dwarf character, Eason, Eason, however pronouncing his name. Your choice, dealer's choice. <laughs> I, I think it's technically Eason, but Eisen feels better because, you know, Eisen. Because I mean, he's, he's got too much hair to slick back. He's a dwarf. <laughs> he's slicked back the entire beard. <laughs> <laughs> like he's caught in a wind draft constantly. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, um, 
he was the apprentice of him, and so he learned the the masterful warrior's way and like how to use an axe good and so. Although we never see them together at any point outside of like flashbacks. flashbacks. Yeah. 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 Say the one flashback where it's like that. Uh, that that's sad. Yeah. For for what it is, but yeah, and this character I would say has more character than our two main leads do because the he's kind of a joke right he's kind of written as a bit of a joke character a bit of a comic relief of sorts because his whole shtick is they meet him and he's protecting this village from a dragon and he's so fearless that one day the dragon came to town and the dragon took a swipe at him and he didn't move and the dragon like respected that and walked away and so he's protecting the town by sheer presence and then so they come to the town one day and they want to kill this dragon and then it eventually transpires that he's like, no, no, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't fearless. I was much the opposite. I was so afraid I couldn't move. It just happened to work out. And so he is very much written as the, the comic relief who has to learn to trust himself and his abilities because by all rights, he does seem to be actually pretty good at this shit, possibly on the same level as his old dwarven master. I think it's even the more so than that. that he'll surpass him. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So that that's sort of the whole point. So when when we're introduced to Stark, he reveals he has a scar on his face. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got that from killing a dragon. Yeah, he he, he sort of bigs it up. He's like, Ah, oh, yes, I killed a solar dragon, and I got that's when I got this scar. But we actually find out it was his master. Whapped him one day. Yeah, one one day they were having an argument or something, and basically. Eisen basically got so terrified of him, just sort of instinctually struck out at him. I'm I'm never hundred percent sure I feel because they tri- played off of both Eisen and Stark, but they're like so terrified they're strong, and I'm like, well, I get the trope you're going for. I don't like the whole like Eisen was so terrified that he slapped him. I'm like, really? Wait, Do you know, know where this plot point has come up before? Amazing. One of, of the new. No, in one of the new Star Wars movies, this is the entire motivation for the existence of Kylo Ren, where uh, Luke, uh, uh, yeah, yes, Luke, Luke starts now. his Jedi school, and then one day, for some reason, I forget exactly why, but for some reason, he's in Kylo's tent or Ben's tent as they as he's sleeping, which is weird. And then he instinctively felt the the dark side coming off of him, so he draws his lightsaber. And he's like, he's got to kill him. I'm like, oh, God. And then it turns out to have been not so much a misunderstanding, but whatever. And that's the reason why Ben becomes Kylo Ren, which is very silly. But I was going to say, like, we all know if you've got a school of young beings, you kill them all. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> what he tried to do. He does exactly what he tried but to all do. All of them, not just one. Finish he's the job. Keeping with the family tradition. <laughs> 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 But yeah, it's very, very silly in uh, in Star Wars, and I don't think it's less silly in this. The whole, like, oh, you were so powerful, I instinctively attacked you. It's like, no, no. <laughs> I don't care how warrior, spirit, fighting, spirit, pressure, whatever you've got. Like, <laughs> this person is supposedly your friend, your confidant, your your student. You your don't just go, like, yeah, <laughs> y- yeah you, you don't just go, like, oh my god, kill. <laughs> It's just stupid. Yeah, I it, it's fine when it's like, oh yeah, I stared down the dragon, but that's because I was shitting myself. That, that's all yeah. fine, but yeah. Just... Yeah, that, that's actually, weirdly, that makes more sense. Yeah, I just didn't need the weird slap. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have I easily bought that, like, oh yeah, he got that scar because he wasn't paying attention in training or something. 
Like that would have made sense. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then that was like a teaching moment. It was like, one day you'll surpass me. Uh, but that's that's not where that goes at all. <laughs> to be fair, this chapter does also have what I would describe as a very Mike joke, and I'm assuming you love this because if you've not, I've badly misread your character in the past ten years. <laughs> but it was like. <laughs> Like, because at the start of the chapter, before we meet start, they're like, "Oh, there's so dragon. We gotta take it out because I need a grimoire sitting or something." The see-through clothes grimoire, yes. Sure. So Fern tinks it with magic, and it does nothing. And it's like, "Oh, so what do we do now?" And you just turn to Fryren, who's already half running away. It's <laughs> <laughs> already yeah. scuffering, and she's half, like, half, "Wait, half, what?" Halfway to wherever, and is like, "Yes, yes. Now we run." <laughs> like that didn't work. What do we do? Fucking leg it, mate. What the fuck? <laughs> She's already legging it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's a Mike joke right there. <laughs> I didn't live for a thousand years by staring down dragons. <laughs> yeah, I just heard me like, wait, what? <laughs> it's the dragon. You just sort of have that double take because she then looks at the dragon again. It's like, oh, yeah. That that is actually one thing I feel like this manga does quite well. It plays with expectations and it rebuts the it rebuts the the standard things that you'd expect to happen in certain situations because like well, in that all si- the time like when yeah. you first heck when we first meet fern like one of the things in the chapter is oh you've got to train her up against the clock before um Heiter dies and you it's all building up to essentially she's gonna finally gonna finally become the maid she was meant to be but then he'll die and then everyone's like no 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 you, you go spend time with him now There will be no sad ending here. They actually get to spend their last day or two together. Like, even in small stuff, like, her whole point of her training was she's standing on one cliffside and off in the distance there's another cliffside with, like, a boulder on top of it. And your training is complete when you can knock down that boulder. And even though she... And she's, like, a prodigy almost already. Like, she's... Oh, man, she's so good at this. She can hide her magical energy so incredibly well. Oh, no, she's shit. (laughs) She can't do... She can't do shit. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily she's shit. It's she's not good enough to travel with free rent at the very yes. least. And then uh, over years, she learns and learns and learns. And you think eventually she's just going to like knock the boulder down. Like, oh my God, I did it. No, she fucking blows a hole through it. <laughs> like, oh, that was quite the jump there. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of playing with expectations and not things not going the way you think they're going to go. Like we mentioned earlier, the, the demon that was like sealed away and such. Like that entire scene is very much not where you're expecting it to go even though it is foreshadowed um because in a pretty clever bit of writing before that they do this thing where they're explaining the the guy's magic and she then says uh, free says something to the effect of yeah that that's going to be his downfall the way he uses magic is going to be his downfall and you assume it's going to be something like they're going to use some sort of trickery to make him hit himself or something but like no no it's just because you use that magic we learned about it we perfected it and yeah. we just used it back well, the, against you. The other foreshadowing in that chapter is just throughout it, um, Fern is refusing to read a book on the history of magic and Fern's like, yes. you need to read this and then as you learn the history of magic from that fight. Well, yeah, I think it's like literally the night before Fern's like, fine, I'll read it to which Freeman says, ah, oh, no, it's fine, you'll find out tomorrow anyway. And then it's literally as the demon fires that spell, she's like, oh, that's why. It is... In, in you never see this in fantasy manga. Show don't tell. It is show don't Cra- tell. Crazy. Constantly never catch show up. don't tell. It is pretty constantly show don't tell, and that's all in. Like this is what we were saying before. Like it trusts you enough with its mechanics for it to not have to explain anything, and you don't feel lacking because of the lack of explanation. It actually gives you enough 
to be able to actually understand what's going on, despite the fact it doesn't do text dumps and stuff. It strikes the balance actually incredibly well. It does leave a little bit to the imagination if you're wanting specific details, but for the most part, you don't need those specific details, and you do actually understand what's going on. I mean, if if you want a manga that's specific, I'll just point you to like the fifty thousand isekai. That I mean, this is kind of an isekai. It don't no. It's kind of. Not, it's like no, it's because it, it's, it's, like if you think about it, I'm not right, even you. Right, right. Okay. If you think I'm, about I'll it, I'll like it. Go on, Mike. <laughs> like Explain. eighty years ago was actually a very no. different world to what it is now. You know, so in that regard, no. it is in fact a new world. Which is what Isekai is. So she's kind of isekai by notion of she's just ages a lot slower. No. Kind of. Because she has been there for the whole 80 years. It is not a new world to her. She has transitioned along with the world. It's kind of a new world, though. It's kind of an isekai. No. It's kind of an isekai. Come on. It's a fantasy. It has to be an isekai. Mike, this is like saying when you're 80 years old, I've been isekai. You know what? Just for you, I will. On my 80th birthday, I'll be like, oh, I've birthday, been isekai'd! Kind of throw yourself in front of a truck. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would be happy or sad if I still know you when we're 80. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm happy I know you now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You've got to get there first, buddy. So, uh... <laughs> oh, that's unlikely. I'm falling apart the seams already. Like, I love you, and I want you to live that long, but also, realistically. It, it ain't happening. <laughs> I, I think we all understand this. <laughs> It's like, a, I, I am amazed that Himmel, the main character, uh, uh, the, the hero, hero, sorry, yes, from years gone by, I'm surprised he lived that long in a, in a medieval society. I mean, yeah, they've got magic, but clearly doesn't help you live longer. So, <laughs> I mean, one would assume, being the hero, yes, he, well he probably gets after. a few things, like, here's some clean drinking water, and... <laughs> food <laughs> i'm just saying so i'm not living that medical long. care you know and i mean we, we also learn because he goes out and around a lot on places that he'd been to he on does. his journey and how he was still beloved and respected by all those people so clearly i don't think he's short of like money or people willing to look out for him hmm. yeah so he's good friends with the art bishop or whatever high tier becomes yep so you know medical care is probably not an issue Probably not. See, that, but it's still medieval. So. But, uh, to be fair, that's tied to other things where I'm no 100% sure on because obviously it makes sense that you wouldn't recognize like the rest of them as if they came to town. But Freeren is often there standing next to the statue of her and people are like, man, yes, it's uncanny. And I'm like, you look similar. <laughs> I'm like, you can't be this. Because elves are so phenomenally rare as well. So, like, surely you wouldn't write it off as a coincidence. Surely. Rare in the sense that we don't see another one in these first two volumes. Well, she herself says that she's not met one for 400 years. Uh, so, okay. they are a very, but it's the implication is that they're very much a dying out species because yeah. she also says that they're not really interested in, like, reproduction or anything. So, <laughs> oh, God, it's. Uh... Uh, to be clear, she says that for one panel and then moves on. We're not. There's no, <laughs> this isn't I'm... a focus on. Oh no, we need to make the elves bang. <laughs> oh my god, I was going to make a very t- intentionally terrible reference, and I don't remember what the thing was even called that we reviewed. Regoblin. Y- yes. Well, then, Hara, one of those. It wasn't Regoblin, but yes, it was re something. <laughs> re monster. Re monster. That was it. Yeah. Like, oh god, it's re monster all over again. Can you like edit that in? So I said it at the right time. That would be that'd be really cool. You could just edit that for me. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. 
don't leave an extra space <laughs> so you can easily cut the audio. I know what you're doing. <laughs> ah, he's, he's learned. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Stark, as we got distracted from. <laughs> yes, he is the comic relief in certain respects, and his whole shtick is he doesn't believe in his, himself at all. He's not cowardly. That, that is definitely wrong. But he is also not so willing to dive face first into battle. He is easily scared. Yeah. But then later on, it is pointed out that like being scared is actually a sign of bravery. Like if like it's easy to be brave when you're dumb and you're not scared of shit. Whereas if you're actually scared and do it anyway, then that's actually that's actually what bravery is. So he is actually a pretty fleshed out character as well, even in the short time that we have been with him. And yeah, like they eventually join the party, and it's starting to feel a little more complete as a party, as a D and D traveling party. I do wonder if they're going to add anything else, anyone else to it. I assume they will. The original party had four, so the it assumption did, yeah. would be there'd be one more to come. Although mm. the original party didn't have two majors, uh, it didn't. No. So we're already doing things different. I mean, it depends if you count priest as a mage. I actually don't know what his role was in that party at all. He was a priest. Yeah, but is this like a Dark Souls-esque magic and miracles are two different things? Or is he just like there yes, for moral support? I, like, what? I believe he can cast like healing type magic. Oh, yeah, I read him as the white mage, whereas Free Ren is... I don't want to say black, black mage, mage, but it's like red mage can do whatever. I don't know, he always seems to have like tankards of alcohol with him, so maybe he's the explosive yeah, expert. Yes, there is that as well. Fire breathing. His favourite food, don't you know? Alcohol. It is his favourite food, yeah. <laughs> And that's another thing I found quite believable. Like, even though we don't get a ton of it, I found it quite believable that the old party were actually really good friends as well. Even though she says, uh, I never really knew him. That's clearly a statement said in grief. I mean, yeah, it's a statement said in grief, but I also do get it in like the perspective of like, we've hung out for 10 years, but if someone was like, name Mike's favorite food, I'd be like, uh, um, yeah, sure. pizza, question mark. <laughs> incorrect exactly that's the point <laughs> and we've lived together so like yes but incorrect yeah it's um like i get that but then again that's just like the sign of a male male to male relationship right there of friendship which is like we don't need to know shit about each other we're friends for life but yeah it's um i do understand it's uh it's a thing which may actually play on her mind as well but it is very clear that these people were actually friends, like in every way that actually mattered, and so that that's very that, that's very believable as well. And because of how believable this obviously unbelievable story is, it's actually very endearing to the reader. Like it makes it feel like you've got a reason to be reading this, unlike a lot of the shit we read. And I mean, a lot of it. It's just like you, you sit there thinking, okay, but why does this exist? And the obvious answer is someone got paid to do it, and yeah, obviously. But like, why as a reader would you give a shit? Because the those stories don't give you anything to attach to. Whereas this one, even though our main character, our protagonist, is fairly cold, fairly distant, fairly non-engaging of a lot of things, quite happy to like throw away literal years of her life, has like no sense of urgency. All of that stuff, you think, no, this is actually a surprisingly well-rounded character. And it actually gives you something to, like, latch onto as a reader. 
as I say, it, it's especially impressive in the context of until really the end of volume one, there is no real overarching goal. It's yeah. very much, especially in after the you've established Fern and Free Ren in the first couple of chapters of volume one, it's very much just they go to a place, they do something probably related to Himmel, and then they move on. Like there's no it's not until the end of volume one where it's like, ah, okay, so my master did a and this is kind of what the overarching, at least for now, the overarching plot is like her master, Flame, Flame, how did you pronounce it? Flama. Flama, that's it, like rhymes with armor, yeah. Flama mm. uh, had developed because she was a pretty much revealed to be essentially the originator of humanity's magic. That's how the time scales they're talking on. But like one of her many, many, many spells that she apparently mastered was uh, Speak with Dead. So, uh, they're now off to go do where you can go speak with the dead, which coincidentally happens to be where the Demon King's castle is that they slayed all those years ago. I don't yeah. know if it's specifically a spell or if it is the place itself. They, they basically say, yes, I went to this place and I spoke with the dead or the souls of the dead. Either way, that is the journey for now, this next part. Yes, of they, they have to go to end. They have to go to the end and it'll take 10 years, even though they can fly. It'll take 10 years. Well, just because they can fly doesn't mean they can fly faster oh, than they can Oh, it's Lord walk. of the Rings all over again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have actually touched on one of the things I don't like about this. This all feels very, very, very meandering. And don't get me wrong, the storytelling... I mean, it's literally meandering, yes. Yes, the storytelling does a lot to fill in the gaps that a meandering plot would normally leave. But I don't sense there's any real purpose to this journey. That they're going on, and I understand in like a, in like if you look take it in like a literal sense, they're not really trying to do anything. They are adventurers by profession. That's their job to go from place to place and just do stuff. But as far as a story goes, it's like imagine if you were playing D and D with no obvious end goal. Every week you might have, might have a lot of fun playing with your friends and such, but you know you'd fizzle out because what would the point even be? If there's no definitive ending, then the journey doesn't mean anything. Well, I think that leads into like the crux of the end of Volume 2, which I have mixed feelings on, because essentially the end of Volume 2, I, as I think we mentioned way off, like it literally ends with Freyren facing off one of the, uh, the Seven Sages aura. And on the one hand, it's like, okay, so this is now going to transition into more of a, stere not stereotypical, but like classical showdown of... Clearly, there's some, at least some of the demon. Apparently, they didn't finish the job 70, 80 years ago, and there's actual yeah. still demon lords running around, so they're going to have to go kill them. But also, I don't really want it to become that. <laughs> so it's they, like, uh. They, they never claim to kill all the demon army and the demon lord. No, but the, the implication was we've won the war, it's over. Yeah, the, the, and the then... implication was they've killed the demon king, they've killed the head of the army. But the, I would have assumed the they do more than that. It just seems weird, but then, like, also his powerful retainers. At least, well, I mean, we immediately we don't know how many of them are at this point. It could just be this one, but the implication seems to be, oh, no, there's still plenty of demons running around. I'm like, you didn't really do a good job of winning the day then. See, the way I saw it was, obviously, all that time ago, it was 80 years ago, and so they killed the Demon King, and they probably killed a whole bunch of other demons as well. But it would have been logistically impossible for four people to kill literally every demon, unless you've got one of these BS kill the demon and all of his other thralls die as well systems, which seems unlikely. So what's happened is in the last 80 years, 
yeah, they killed the immediate threat and all was good for a while, but 80 years is a long-ass time, as we have constantly reminded in this. So that gives them enough time to build up again. Well, that's and, quite literally what they say with Aura. Yeah. Basically, the hero party fought her and then she disappeared for a while. They didn't manage to beat her. But in that time since she's been gone, she's been amassing her army. So, yeah, I, and I do think it is weird that it was straight up neglected for that long. Like, the only thing that they did in that time was build a, a barrier, build a wall to protect themselves. And it's like, that, that's literally all you did. And no other adventurers came in to help stop this situation. I mean, they might it's a have little, all we know. It, uh, sure, it's, it's the stretches believability. It's been very hands-off. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, also, the implication I got was no one necessarily knew where she was. There was some skirmishes going maybe, but then she sent a messenger of peace, quite literally. She's like, hey, no, I want to put an end to this fighting, which is sort of the whole crux of that little arc, in which um, obviously all the humans are going, oh, look, they're trying, they, they want peace talks, let's listen to them, whereas Freeran takes one look, sees a demon, is like, no, no, we need to blow the heads off. They're, they are wild beasts. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where I sit on that depiction of demons. I think on the one hand, it is cool that they're like, I mean, like one of the things we learn is that while demons can speak human language, they they don't know what it means. They just say what they need to say to get them through the next scenario. Like at one point, they're like, oh man, yeah, I can see you've kept this room clean. I too have a father who I respected and loved and kept them alone. And then afterwards, the other demon's like, what's a father? And they're like, no clue. Yeah, there's also a they also do this whole back flashback word to hard. They do this whole flashback sequence where they show exactly why they know demons are like that. Because with the original party, and it's also why Freeran, why she is so adamant that these demons just need to outright die. There's no trusting them whatsoever. She, she's literally starting to cast a spell when she meets one in town. Yeah. And yeah. at first, that seems a bit dramatic. But they do a decent job of explaining it. Uh, in a flashback, we see that a demon who looks like a young girl eats the daughter of another of, of some people in town. Like, literally eats them. And then at the last moment, before she's killed, she just cries out for her mother. And that endears a lot of sympathy with the party and some surrounding people. And the parents are very rightly like, is it going to get my daughter back? And they're very specifically, I want to point out, free rent doesn't buy okay, it. Okay, yes, sure. But the situation is, endears a lot of sympathy. And so they take the, this demon girl in and they try to incorporate her into society. And you can see her doing all these things of like uh, helping farm the fields, collecting whatever they need to collect, just helping out with odd jobs. And then one day, seemingly out of nowhere, she just murders the mayor and his wife and then tries to hand the child, their child to the parents and says, like, hey, I'm replacing your child. And they're like, no, 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 that's bad. <laughs> and then she doesn't even see the problem. And at that point, she's going to kill that child because, like, oh, I may as well kill this one as well then. And they stop her and they go to kill her. And she says mother again, like cries out for her mother again. And they're like, nah, we're not falling for it this time. And they kill this demon girl. And they ask, why did you call out for your mother? She's like, oh, no, it seemed to work last time. They, th they say, oh, it's like a magic word. You seem to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the revelation is Free Ren also reveals that they don't demons yeah. don't have a familial yeah. structure like that. Yeah, so. it's like they, they are they, they spawned, are... born, whatever. And yeah. then they're just on their own. It's literally like 
the strongest rule that that is their hierarchy so yeah i'm on the fence because on the one hand i think that is a really interesting fascinating depiction that they do just say like language like language is a tool to them more than an actual way of communication mm-hmm. but on the other hand it means you have now pigeoned your hold yourself into that all demons are one-dimensional killers yeah and it's also i, I kind of like the idea that you'd never know if you can trust them because there's this whole bit eventually well, i feel like that's sort of the whole point of the revelation is you can't trust yeah, you can't. Can't. literally no the demons themselves say them. at the end of that first chapter when you've met them, and she's right, you know, free run. She's completely right. We are yes. just killers. Later on, there's a part where this peace envoy is it, it all falls apart and they just start murdering people. There's this part where they try to pull that trick again, where they're like they try to talk civilly, and then free run and like because uh, one of the demons is like pretty badly beaten. Because uh, it's just like lost the fight against Freerun. Because of course, no, it was against Fern actually. I was gonna say Freerun kills the one that goes after her. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And, and again, Fern approving her personality of literally as soon as she gets the moment of an opening, and the demon's like, "Oh no, we can talk." Dead, killed. Yeah, but they tried to pull this one on Fern, and Fern just says, "Shut up! You're just trying to buy time." They're like, "Yeah," <laughs> just like, "Okay." I mean, hey, I also like that scene because in that scene, both the lead, the lead of that demon peace envoy and the, I think the mayor of the town are both heavily injured. So both sides are like, we're going to retreat so we can heal up. And that mm-hmm. makes so much more sense than say all the Super Sentai series where the villain has got our heroes on the ropes and it's like, ha ha ha, I'm leaving now for no reason. Yeah, it's also, it's also in these scenes you get to see uh, Stark shine a bit more because he's completely outmatched by these guys, except he does show... Uh, he is still a very, very I don't, I don't even know if he's outmatched, because Freewen, believe, well, pretty much says as much that he's not outmatched. He just needs to believe himself. And we do see, yeah. uh, we didn't mention it, but in the dragon, like, one of the things is, like, you hold him off for 30 seconds, and then we'll kill him. And so he hits his special attack on him. He's like, what? You do anything? Why won't you help? Ah, you traitor. And it's like, he's already dead. Yeah, you fucking killed him, mate. What? <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Stark is definitely stronger than... Yes, he uh, realizes. I would say his main holdback is confidence, really. Yeah, and so in that regard, he's definitely outmatched. And but he does still hold his own, despite the fact he's definitely going to lose this fight for whatever reason. Uh, you see quite a lot of his skills going off, like how the there's like a one of the things this particular demon does is they cut their hand and they use their blood flow as like oh, it's blood magic. Yeah, 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 like. They 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 are able to like shape it into things. So one of the things they do is like a big pointy hand type thing, and they try to jab at Stark. Except he moves in such a way that while he does still get stabbed a lot, he managed to protect all of his vital areas at once, which doesn't make a ton of sense. But sure, the point is like for that kind of like that kind of reaction, you need to have ridiculous skills to be able to just survive that on instinct alone. So it's showing you that he is actually a lot more powerful than he says, but he's being held back for whatever reason. So, yeah, that, that is one of the scenes where he gets to shine a little bit as well and show off what he will one day become. I don't think for a second he's going to die in that scene, though. This is like another one of shonen trappings. It's like, I, I don't feel like this is a story where any of our protagonists are going to lose a fight ever. I feel now we're past the start. Yeah, I can't see anyone, at least for the foreseeable future. I don't think any of them are going to die. Yeah, I, I'm not just die, but I don't think they're going to lose at all. Now, technically speaking, 
I cheated a little bit by accident, and I read one chapter further. He's invested. And, well, I just accidentally read 18 instead of 17 chapters. Invested. And, <laughs> and uh, I can tell you that is that, that sentiment is amplified quite a lot in that one extra chapter. How? Oh, so this, this protagonist is unkillable. Well, I, I, to be fair, Ooh. I believe Freeran is probably, because they also do drop at the end of Volume 2, how she... I don't know if they say it outright, but the implication is heavily that she's the number one demon slayer. Like, she's killed the most of anyone. Yeah. And that would make sense. I mean, hell, she's taught her apprentice a specific elf specifically designed to kill demons. Because, like, that's not Zoltrak. That's... I don't think they name it or anything, but, like... Standard that's offensive Standard magic. offensive magic is all they call it. Yeah. Well, no, it's more they go, like, this is, like, we made Zoltrak to kill humans, but, no, this one has been modified so it's designed to kill demons. Yes, but Fern believes that just, like, oh, it's just normal shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, it may as well, may as well be magic missile. I've no idea. <laughs> and that's where it leaves on on the fence of like, is this gonna de- lean more into shonen, or are we gonna go back to more episodic reminiscences? To be fair to it, I don't think it's ever going to devolve into fight of the week level shonen. Oh, I really fucking hope not. <laughs> I don't think it is because if it was going to do that, it would kind of need to start like that. Because otherwise, you're not going to get the fight of the week fan base invested. Because like this, the start of it is far too slow to have that higher octane pace later on. So I do think it's not going to devolve that far. However, I do see more fight scenes in its future, which is a bit of a shame because a lot like with Killing Me, Killing You, the story to this point at least has very much been about the journey. And it would be a shame if it abandoned that. It would be a shame the other way around as well. If it started off as a shonen fight manga, and then it just suddenly smashed the brakes on and became about a very slow journey. That would also be a shame, because it's a too hard of a pivot. And when something pivots like that, it, it doesn't work out. I, I've never seen a story do that successfully. So let's hope it does at least keep the same pacing and the same idea of journeying for the sake of journeying because otherwise it will not remain as highly regarded I wouldn't imagine yeah I hear that That's. I think that's pretty much all the notes out in the story it's like, it definitely doesn't fully utilise some of its elements but for the main it's uh, very 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 well written it is uh, it's, it's very well written but it does take a while to get to any kind of point. Like I said earlier, the story is very meandering, and it's just—it's just very, very like not, long-winded. Is definitely not the right word. I feel like there's exact the right amount of text. There's definitely more a manga that you read rather than you watch, so to speak. But it's just like there's so much not said, and there's so much not done that if you're not invested by this point then I don't know if you could be. I got a little bit invested quite early in because of I like the new ideas, but those ideas didn't move on at all. It was still the same thing. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, actual character development. Like, there, you, were, you found out some more things about this character, and there was some character development, but there wasn't, like, a ton. The characters at the end are pretty much, of these two volumes, are pretty much the same as the beginning. I would actually say the person who got the most development was Stark, which is weird, because he's in it for the shortest amount of time. I mean, I would highlight it would be weird if a character who lives for millennia suddenly evolved massively over the space of a year. Well, that's the thing. She, 
this whole story is really a... changed a bit, but yeah, like this whole story takes place not over a year; it takes place over eighty years. But she's the yeah, same character that she was eighty the first years two ago. Two chapters is seventy-five of those years. Yeah, but like the way she's depicted eighty years ago is much the same as it is she is now. It's like the the only real difference is she's more nostalgic now. And yes, that is development. I'm not saying there's no development. She also cares more about her party. As you see, uh, there's yeah. a chapter where we have Fern's birthday, her 16th birthday. She actually buys her a gift, yeah. Yeah, and, and actually you find out later on when she's talking, uh, when Fern's talking to Stark, Horizon, one of them, saying, well, you know, even though she seemingly doesn't care about anyone or anything, she still buys me a present every year for my birthday, and she remembers all these little things and so on and so forth, and it's like, She's clearly, in her own way, changing to become more caring of those around her. Yeah. Which seems to have been directly influenced by Himmel's passing and her revelation of, well, I didn't know him. Even yeah, I'm, I'm not saying there's no did. character movement. I'm just saying I'd like something more tangible than what we get. You want the plot to be resolved. That's not what I want. That's <laughs> never what I want. It, it in fact is. On at least more than one occasion, you have asked <laughs> the ending of the series. Why haven't they fucked already? Yes, you can't just say that for every rom-com, Mike. That is the end <laughs> of the series. Like, I honestly don't know what I'd want out of this one. And it feels weird. Because the only other alternative is to say, yep, it's perfect character development, but it doesn't feel perfect. It it just it feels like I'm lacking something with this character. However, the, it comes down to do I think that will be developed over time? And yeah, probably. I think for the story it's telling, it's fine that it's paced slowly and that there isn't like characters aren't making massive leaps and bounds because it would be it would feel a little weird if they did. Well, Fern doesn't even have a character, so wow. Okay. Yeah. So any development would be like 100% development because Fern is just sort of there. Bit, bit rude. I'm a, am I wrong? <laughs> she's got the least character of the three of them, for sure, but also she spent the majority of her life around Freeren, so... I, I get that, but at the same time, she is Freeren light. Like, she's basically the same character, except has less of a history, less motivation. She's just sort of there. And yes, I understand that she, she, think, she f thinks of Freeren as her family now, because... You know, she was um, with Heiter, Peter. Heiter. And, yeah. And, and also now she has the mother free run. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, so I get that. But none of that is really character development. She's just kind of there. She is definitely a character. Like, I don't really know anything about this character apart from she's there. She has kind of the same attitude as free run to a lot of things. As I say, I think that's more just a part of the super majority of her life has been with free Ren. she doesn't really have outside of she's a war orphan it's not like there's a backstory there to mine because we've seen it all play out before us there's plenty of backstory i mean hell the titular war in war orphan there's plenty of shit to go into there it's just uh, i don't know if the story demons attack the village from what i remember yeah but there's still like yeah it's a lot of trauma to take place in in that and like, there's a lot of story you could tell to do with that and they haven't done it yet. Will they like never do it? I have no idea. She was probably A, slightly too young, and B, again, it's by the time they start their journey, it's been like the better part of five to ten years, so she's probably already mentally moved on quite much. Oh, it's, so. it's just 
this character is... I'm not trying to defend her lack of character. I do think that I do agree she needs probably something a bit more going on with her, but I just I don't there's not really much room to find that at the moment outside of her interactions with Freyran. Yeah. It's just there's not a lot there apart from the fact that she is there. She is a walking, occasionally talking reminder of of Freerun's previous party. Essentially, like she's she is yet another extension of Freerun's nostalgia because of the oath to take care of her through a previous party member. She's a reminder of human mortality for Freerun. That too, but she's already had plenty of those. Yeah, but more like a tangible one right here and there saying, yeah, we can't spend a year here. I've got things to do in my life. Thank you. I actually think the best example of human mortality doesn't even come from a human. I think in this, the way the best way is explained is Freerun starts out on her second mission after Himmel dies, and she talks to um, the uh, dwarf. Eisen. Yeah, talks to Eisen and says like, "Hey, I could do with a vanguard." Like, just saying like, "Hey, do you want to buddy up like old times?" And he goes, "No, I'm old too." And that's, I think, the moment that really hits home the most. Because before, it was like, she considers humans, yeah, they, they die. But dwarves, they don't die. They, they live for ages. They live forever, just like elves do, right? No, no, no. Your elves are very much the exception, not the rule here. Everything else dies. From what, from what is implied, even demons die of old age in this world. I mean, the, the other thing that was also really well done with that reveal on Aizen is how... Because when he's younger, you see he's like a big, strong, musty man, but then he like pulls up his sleeve and you see it. Because otherwise, his design is pretty much the exact, like Freya yeah. and her design remains the exact same. He's just all, be all beard. Yeah, all beard and cape. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but then he pulls up his sleeve and you see like it's more, much more of a withered arm at that yeah, point. Yeah, and he's like really skinny under there as well. Like he's got an old yeah. man bod under there. Yeah, but then when she meets him later on, just before they meet Stark again, again, when they first meet Stark, rather. Mm hmm. They're, they're sort of traveling around with him, Eisen, for a bit, and you see him lifting up literal boulders above his head. Oh, he's still yeah. strong. He's yeah, like, he's still, he's still a dwarf. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's, an old, like, he's strong, but he's old. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, he doesn't actually say he's too old to do this. What he says is he's too old to wield an axe. So I, I took that as strong, yes, but not very nimble. Not very mm. ag ag agil agilit agility. Ag Ag agile, that's agile. what I'm for. Yep, that's the word. I had a brain fart there. Like, agiletic? That's not a word. <laughs> yeah, he's not very he's agile. He's not very agiletic. Yeah, he's, he's not very agiletic. Yeah. You know what? It's a word now. Deal uh, with the English language. I'd rather not. <laughs> if we all start using it in like just everyday speech, mm -hmm. and people are like, that's weird. Okay. And then like, all it takes is like five or six people to just sort of go with it and I start do, using yeah, it. And then, and then we've, right. we've invented new words. That's really how well language works. Agility to uh, articality. Uh, the art, because the, the art. I mentioned there like the little bit of that's a terrible segue, but whatever. <laughs> We've Spe Sp Speaking of like the little like artistic touch as well, because like you see play of them, like Phil mentioned the birthday bit earlier, and from that point on, you always see Fern depicted with that hairpin on her, which is just another one. And the art in general is just. Yes, no, it's not solo leveling because honestly, what is? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not full colors. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say, cer certainly for black and white series, I think this is the highest consistent level of artistic quality we've seen. Like, especially in the montages, it's beautiful. I have one gripe about the art, which I is bet honestly. It's the one that everyone on Mal has. 
Uh, I have no idea. I've not read read on Mal, but I think it's okay. I think that it's actually handled very well. No, no, no. I'm thinking the thing I'm going to gripe about is is handled very well. Okay. It's a pretty standard thing in manga to not really do backgrounds in a lot of panels. What? Across manga, you're griping about. Wait for it. I I was going to say I'm I'm waiting for the. Okay, so there is quite a lot of panels throughout this that either do very minimal or no background. You fucking what, mate? There is quite a lot of them. I'm just wrong. clicking through no, right no, now. No, you're you're fucking... I'm clicking through it, and you're completely wrong. Well, this is kind of my point. You don't notice. Like You, I mean, you never notice. notice. I mean, I'm explicitly looking for it now, and I'm not noticing, because it's not there. It's not an issue. There are, some, galore. there are some panels, and quite a few panels across the things we've read at least there, there are non-zero panels with no backgrounds yes it's just when there's no backgrounds the continuity of the art and the way it feels you don't notice when they just haven't put in a background unless you're looking for that because your brain kind of remembers the scene very very well because of how detailed the backgrounds are in previous panels and you think your brain sort of naturally carries over the previous scene to that scene without a background. And so it blends incredibly well. And I don't think it ever goes so far as to become like a stylistic choice. I do think it was effectively a time-saving measure or a like a, an art-saving so what measure. What Mike has discovered here is what most manga do. Yes, but this one does it very well. Is what I'm trying to say. Does it? I mean, also, I'm still struggling to find. It, it has a higher percentage of backgrounds than most, I would say, from what I've done. So this point is even more insane. Like, I, I thought it was going to just be something along the lines of like, oh yeah, probably a lot of the backgrounds are just trees, which are probably just the same trees over and over again. Which that could also be true. I, I, I don't know if they are, but <laughs> I would believe you. The main critique of art on this, at least again from reading some reviews, is that, and I get why they're like this, but character expressions are, especially Free Ren, who is, because of her stoic personality, almost always got the same face. Oh yeah, the the art, the faces are very, very minimal, but that didn't really bother that's me. The, it didn't bother me, because people were like, oh, they're, they're, they're always the same. I'm like, well, yeah, that's Free Ren's personality, and that's also Fern's Except when she's lying. Except for when she's lying, when she gains, like, the code on free face, and I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> And she smiles sometimes. <laughs> she does smile sometimes. That's the thing. But that's the. I just. I didn't really get that as a complaint because some people were saying that. I'm like, but it fits their character personalities. Like, like I. I never felt like there was a lack of expressiveness. No, I never thought that either. Like, yeah, obviously, Free Rain is more noticeable. On, but again, given her stoic personality, I'm not expecting her constantly be showing emotion. Yeah, but like. That's it. To be clear, this isn't a complaint I have. This is just no. what I could say. But I'm saying, like, Fern, Stark, and Himmel, and all the other characters in the previous party as well, like, you you see their facial expressions change panel to panel. They're, they're not, like, massively exaggerated or anything. I mean, you don't see Eisen's facial expression, but that's because it's a beard. Uh, well, yeah, because of the beard. <laughs> to be fair, you don't see a lot of Eisen. That, that's very so true. I, th- I think he is, of the previous party, the least has the least screen time, which is not yeah. surprising. Himmel is obviously number one, being the hero. Yeah, he's and an old And then has a lot of tie-in early yeah. on with Fern. To be fair, Eisen just doesn't really... It's not that he doesn't do anything in the story, that's completely unfair, but like definitely whenever he's around, he's not exactly proactively... Like He seems even more directionless than 
the story at times, every time he's around in the current storytelling it's him saying no i don't want to be around <laughs> <laughs> he's very reluctant to proactively do anything yeah I, I there's it's possible they'll come back to him later because the main reason why we focus so much on the other two is because they are dead and or dying at the time so it's kind of now or never in terms of story whereas yeah. it's it's possible we'll come back to him later but i don't get the feeling that we will <sighs> It it depends because like Stark's one of Stark's main motivations is that he wants to essentially collect stories so that he can tell them to Eisen before Eisen dies. But yeah, I, I suspect we're largely done with Eisen in the story. Uh, it doesn't feel like that's a plot point they're really going to come back to. I think you'll get flashbacks and things. Yeah, sort of similar with the others, where it's like in the past there was this this thing that Eisen did or something. I honestly, I assume, yeah. In the present day, we probably won't see him for like another five or six volumes until they happen to walk into some man town. They're like, "Wait, why are you here?" Whoa, something like or that. Or they'll finish Stark's story arc at some point, and they'll go back to uh, the, the problem the is to and finish his story already. arc, and for him to go back. I, I mean, maybe because they they avoided that with Fern, so maybe they do that with Stark. But uh, I would also say. At least at the, what we've learned so far, that feels very much like that would be the end of the story at that point. No, I don't think so. I, I think it's just one oh, They day might that... find another purpose, but it's just at the moment, it's go go to the north where the Demon King's castle was. Yeah. Uh, speak with I the don't, dead. I don't believe for a second that's anything close to a final destination for this manga. Like They could easily say, if it's a 10-year journey, they could easily spend the next 10 years traveling there, but I don't think they're going to. It I, really feels like they'll get there soon. I think soon. my issue is there because the... I already see where Free Rain goes from that point because the emo the implied emotional climax of her journey is she gets to speak to the person who she now regrets having never gotten to know. I don't really see where you go after that point, so to speak. Well, in a cartoon called Samurai Jack, they manage to reset that shit every week. So a little known cartoon. <laughs> yes, they manage to move that goalpost all the time. I, I do think it is possible that. They'll get there, and then either she'll have renewed vigor to go on her journey, or she'll they'll move the goalpost somehow. I'll, I'll be blunt. I've seen one episode of Samurai Jack, and it was the one where no one fucking speaks. So that's probably jaded my opinion of that for a long time because it was so bad. Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Samurai Jack fans. I'm sure it's a great show, but the one episode I've seen, I was like, this is crap. <laughs> there's a lot of fantastic episodes of Samurai Jack, and there's a lot of um risk-taking episodes and there's one shit meme i wouldn't say it was shit i'd say it's extra thick i stand by my statement <laughs> it's an extra thick meme i'm just saying it is physically possible to write a compelling story while continually moving the goalpost and i suspect that's what this is going to go for i don't i don't think it's necessarily going to move the goalpost i think it will sort of be when they get to the end that will be near enough the end of the journey, the end of the story. She will speak with Himmel, and then something will happen, whatever that happens to be. And then you'll sort of find yourself circling back to the start of the story, almost in a way where potentially it's she's attending the funeral of Fern or Stark or something. Oh, God, no, don't say that. Uh, well, <laughs> oh, no, almost certainly. That's making me feel emotional now. Ah, oh, no. almost but certainly, that's time, exactly what's going to happen. But this time, she won't have that pang of regret because she'll have gotten to know them more so than when she was with him. Yes, I, I fully believe that the ending of this manga, whenever it ends, will be 
just drenched in nostalgia. So I, I think it'll, it's going to be a funeral. Whether it's one of the short-lived peoples or free runs, I couldn't tell you. But it, it won't be free runs. I, I have... I fully believe that either she'll be a proper old lady by the end of this, or she'll look exactly the same. There'll be no middle ground. <laughs> and she's going to be alive, and it's going to have her attending, I, I would say probably Fern's funeral, because she's like the first new companion. She, she is the more... Yeah, and Fern's also not going to... Like, yeah. Fern's also not going to tragically die. She'll die of old age. And so it will be a complete narrative symmetry. That feels very obvious to It'll me. It'll be a complete narrative symmetry, and she sets off with Fern's daughter and be like, now I'm going to train you. Honestly, that's entirely possible. <laughs> and like, that's, they walking off into the sunset is the, is the ending. And it's like, tell me about mum. Well, you see. <laughs> well, you see, she dressed me every day. <laughs> so you better pick that one up quick. <laughs> I was going to say, like, here's, I, I wake up at like 11 a.m. and I need like a porridge bowl, warm, but not too warm. Here's all the things I've gotten accustomed to over the years. (laughs) Get going. (laughs) Oh, roll credits. Jokes aside, I do do believe that that's exactly the tone this thing's going for. And I I think it nails it pretty well. But ultimately, your enjoyment of this manga comes down to whether or not you find it annoying that, like, all the shit you care about happened 80 years ago. (laughs) Because, Um, yeah, that's what this manga is. All the shit I care about is happening right now, so... Well... How nice for you. Thank you. So, uh, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up? Because I think I've gone through everything on my list now. No, I think I'm good. Phil? No, I think I'm alright. Then we shall move on then to see if we do want to spend the next 80 years reading Free Ren or not. So, the only manga that will go on for 80 years is One Piece. <laughs> uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I, uh, you know Jojo's what? Has been, I mean, yeah, there are manga that have been running longer than One Piece that's still going. Detective Conan, for example. Also, Jojo is a generational story where, like, every new arc of it is so and so's son, cousin, and so's Naruto. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> so. We will then be asking, of course, would we read more? Would we buy the official release from Viz? And would we watch the anime airing this season on Crunchyroll done by Madhouse? Ooh, I, you know, I'll go first uh, on this one. Yes, I, I really, I really enjoy this. You don't get to experience stories like this too often. I think right at the top of the episode, we said that the closest comparison we could make would be Killing Me, Killing You, probably, at least the stuff we've covered specifically on this show. And I can't buy or watch Killing Me, Killing You, so um, this, this kind of ends up getting surrogated into that position. I like the tone. It's, as I say, very different. Like, I don't know if you, like placid melancholic reverent of memories it's it's a bit all of that and i do really like seeing a story like that it makes a massive difference to standard shonen fare that being said obviously it does lean towards the end of volume two towards shonen and i personally hope it doesn't start the like it's not bad that there's fighting in it i just don't want it to become and now i have to learn shikai and now i have to learn bankai because that really doesn't feel what this series is you can have fights, I guess. Just don't make that the reason Detra, otherwise it will. This is its best when it's subverting standard Shonen stuff, and I hope it continues to do that. I, I like the lead character, Free Ren, and 
to a lesser extent Fern are very much different from classic shonen, high energy, high tempo, always shouting. I love the focus on the passage of time. Again, another thing you just don't see in shonen and how that relates both to our lead party and everyone else we meet in the world. It's yeah. It, it is refreshing to see a fantasy. I mean it's refreshing to see a fantasy that isn't this guy, but besides that, it's refreshing to see a fantasy that like really kind of plays with this kind of stuff as opposed to and now I have the biggest magicist dick, and I too can get all the women. No, it's nothing to do with that. Heck, chapter one alone. I mean, Phil mentioned obviously the emotional response we both got when seeing like the little meet the second meteor shower scene. That alone evokes far more of an emotional response than most of the things we do on this show in two volumes. So it's very much doing something right, and especially also ties into the phenomenal art. I think. Outside of special exceptions like Solo Leveling, the most consistently good art we've had of a series on this show. Especially impressive considering, again, unless they're using a pseudonym, this is their artist's first work. So absolute hats off and full credit to Sukasa Abe. So yes, I will absolutely read more by it. Absolutely, I've already done that. I mean, to be fair, coming to this show, I did already have the first couple of volumes because I pick up hot new Viz releases and this was I think I spoke with Phil about this years back when they were first licensing it an interesting release but since then since reading this I have picked up most of the remaining volumes you can buy in English not volume 3 sadly because that wasn't in stock when I was looking for it but uh, we'll be doing that shortly I'm definitely invested that I want to pick up more of this at least for the time being as for an animation as for an anime I do definitely want to check that out while it wouldn't have a lot necessarily to animate, because again, at least until the back end of Volume 2, there's really not much to do from an action perspective. I feel like if you, main, mainly on the musical side of things, if you implemented the right score, that could help elevate what's already a poignant emotional experience. So I'm optimistic there, especially with Madhouse, who are one, usually one of the best studios that they can help elevate this work. As long as they don't do, say, what Peach Boy Riverside did, which was like, let's introduce random fan service or other trash humor that isn't needed in any way, shape or form. I do not need to focus. There's one, there's like one throwaway line in this where some kid from the past flipped up free rent skirt. And I really don't need that to be the next 20 episodes of the anime. So uh, focus on like what makes this series work and elevate it with good music. And I feel you've got an absolute winner for me for an anime there. But uh We'll see. I will definitely be uh, checking it out, though. But to be fair, I say that about a lot of anime and then don't. But I, I do really want to check out the anime of this, which is impressive considering, as we'll get to, it's airing the same series. Same series. It's airing the same season as Puff Carry Die. It's another series I love. So don't ask me to choose between those two children. But uh, <laughs> you can watch both. I, I can watch both and I would love to watch both. Um, I feel there's potentially arguments of similarities between the two as well. But either way, that's it's very much my bag. It's going to be a good. A good anime season for me. Let's move on to Mike. Okay. Are you going to read more? Are you going to purchase the Viz release, assuming money? And would you watch the anime? Ugh. What to say? What to say? That was a very winding up okay. <laughs> it's because this is good. It is. I, I don't really have a whole lot to say bad about it like even my bad points even my bad points there we go move on <laughs> even my bad points were like yeah this is bad but not like 
unforgivable. Can I, can I just say before you get into the rest of it, I'm so glad that we didn't start this episode off and you were like, what is this shit, Phil? Because I was, <laughs> I would have, I, I spoke with Phil before the episode at one point. And I was full ready for you to just come out of nowhere and be like, this sucks. And be like, oh no. Uh, no, I, I, anticipating that exact feeling, I did consider as a joke opening with that and <laughs> just seeing how long I could fight you for. <laughs> Before I'm like, oh, I'm fucking with you. Uh, I'm worn out from the fighting last time when FSCL. <laughs> Why you got to be so phytosexual? <laughs> it's fun. What can I say? Damn it, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. This is not. This is not bad. This is actually quite good, and I would absolutely recommend it to someone who enjoys fantasy but wants something maybe a little bit more emotional, nostalgic. But it's like when it comes down to, would I read, watch? buy more i don't know i really don't I, I would err on the side of no because of how unsure i am and that's for a very good reason the reason is that it takes a lot of i would say like emotional energy to read this and it's not like a hard to read thing at all it's just like you never know when you're gonna get just like poked with the feels in what we've read so far and that on its own can be quite tough for some people and can be tough for me at times. It's an easy, physically, it's easy to read. Like, I was never bored while reading this. Even the negative points are either forgivable or only really negative if you're stretching it a bit. It's very well made, but it's, it can potentially take quite a lot of energy to read this. It can feel tiring, and not because that maintain not because it is bad and not because it's nonsensical or any of the normal reasons it's because it asks your brain to do a lot of movement while you're reading it it actually makes you think and that is a good thing but it is also i'm a very low energy person and i found myself getting quite tired reading this and it's not because it's long-winded it's not because it's difficult it's just because it makes you think a lot while you're reading it, which is all good things. It's just in that regard, maybe if this was a thing where I could like read one chapter and then put it down for a while and then read another chapter, I would say yes. But as, as of now, it doesn't feel like I could have the energy to do this thing justice, personally. I can, however, recommend it to most other people who would be inclined towards reading this. Now, when it comes to buying it, in the regards of, if we're thinking that I'm just going to read one bit and then move on, I could actually buy this quite easily. I'd buy one volume and then read it for a year, and then read another volume after that. And in terms of watching it, again, I can imagine this would make a very good anime if treated correctly. The slow pace of it may not lend itself well to anime, so it would require some working of it just to make sure it keeps mine and anyone else who watches it interest over long periods of time because it would be quite easy to accidentally cram the 80 years of backstory into one episode and you wouldn't want that you'd want it to be much better meted out but at the same time you wouldn't want it to feel slow so i don't know if i'm going to watch the anime or not maybe it's one of those i'll wait until it's finished and then decide after the fact but as of right now i would say maybe verging on no I can imagine it being very, very good. I just, and even though I did enjoy this, I don't know if it's a thing I would enjoy long term. 
as it stands right now, yeah, it was good. But uh, I would say a tentative no for the future for me personally, even though when it rolls around to the next tournament arc, I'll probably vote for it to stay, not to go. So we'll see what happens when that happens. And maybe my opinions on that will change. But uh, yeah, for the time being, very good. Probably not going to read it. Mike? Yes. You know how I've made the allegory in the past that you can be served a fine steak and all you want to do is eat dog food? I don't remember those exact words, but that sounds like a thing you would words say. Words to that effect. Yeah, sure, sure. You're not, you're not helping your case here. I know. I know. <laughs> it's very good. I hate it. That's, that's not what I said. I never used the word <laughs> I know, hate. I know, I know. <laughs> I thoroughly recommend this to anyone who feel it's, like they it's may It's really have good, this. but I can't deal with emotions. I, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> just... My emotions. <laughs> it requires so much energy of me, and... I'm not a high energy guy. I had to think uh, that's terrible. <laughs> I've not used those parts of my brain in years. <laughs> You're not wrong. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, okay. I get a begrudge, a begrudging no again. I guess. Yeah, it's very the best I'm getting out of this person. Very begrudging no. Well, in that case, let's let's go over to to Phil, who probably hates this because it's a fantasy that isn't an isekai, but on the off chance he doesn't. Phil, would you buy this from Biz? Would you or will you watch the anime as it comes out on Crunchyroll? And would you recommend this to other people who have 5% more energy and capacity for emotions <laughs> than Mike? Oh, well, i just leave it at 5%, just any more capacity. <laughs> <laughs> I would indeed buy this. And in fact, I have bought this. I own the first two volumes at the very least. I would oh, love man, to buy twinning. more. Should, should I have space, I would have bought more, but I don't have space. I currently just have stacks of books everywhere. But yes, I will endeavour to buy more when I have the capacity to do so, as I do thoroughly enjoy it. I fully intend to watch it when it starts airing. Honestly, as soon as I read the first chapter, I thought, this is getting an anime quickly. I thought, and I don't think it took long to get announced. Uh, I don't know when it was announced. Obviously, it's been about three and a half years between debut and anime debut. Yeah, but, but obviously, yeah, you didn't I, make it and things first. I so. think it did get announced like early this year, if I remember. So. Yeah. Which is impressive because I think it's actually been on hiatus most of this year, annoyingly. But yes, definitely going to check out the anime when that starts. Make good use of that Crunchyroll account I pay for and never use. Hmm. And yeah, I, I would recommend this for anyone looking for a fantasy series, Isekai or not, as I think it is, say, it's won awards. I can absolutely see why it has done so. I don't, it, it's a good hitting story. It's, say, probably not the most original. I couldn't tell you specifically any series that has dealt with this sort of thing before, but I can believe it has been done before. The the closest I could think of, sorry to cut you off, the no, closest no. I could think of, and I've not read it yet, and you might have read it, The Execution of Her Way of Life, or Virgin Mode, as I think it's called in Japan. Is that similar? I don't know if you even I read that one. I don't think I've read it. Okay, fair enough. That, that's the closest I could think of, because that's dealing with someone who's immortal, but again, that's not the same right. thing. Like uh, It's like how we were making comparisons to Killing Me, Killing You. It's definitely not the same thing, but it's the closest we've done on the 
show at least. Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I would recommend this to anyone who's looking for fantasy, particularly if they're looking for like a more low energy fantasy, contrary to Mike's spiel, because for the most part, it is quite a low energy series. It's very much, yes, yes, we'll clean up this town so we can watch the sunrise. And so to the back end of volume two, obviously, it starts to get a bit more action. And it does sort of, from having read more, it does sort of flip between the two. You do sort of get some periods of action, and then you get some periods of, oh, we're just going to go questing here and do a thing, get some magic or whatever, and learn more about what the Heroes Party did when they were traveling here 10 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, 80 years ago, whenever it was. So it's it's not something I would recommend for someone who wanted, like, big shonen action-y scenes or anything, because you're definitely not going to get that, I don't think. But if you're just wanting a fantasy series, yeah, I, I don't think there's a better one out there at the moment, in my opinion. Oh, oh, that's a oh, that's a bold statement. Uh, fantasy manga at the go, fantasy manga at the moment, Sean. Well, year three champion, killing me, killing you for stars. Uh, no, I would say this over killing me, killing you. Oh, well, spoilers, I guess, for when we get to that in six months. I mean, in fairness, I feel this is now the favorite to at least currently for Trash Tacky the Four. Like, well, this last episode, I said that FLCL was my favorite of year four, and it was at the time. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. But I don't think there'll be anything that'll stop it in year four. Spoiler. Well, I mean, we'll see. That is that is entirely in your hands, and uh, y- yeah. And I'm saying I don't think I read anything better. No, there is there is one series in the pipeline if we allow it into the tournament that may do. But uh, um, we'll mm, see. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see when we get there. <laughs> but so they, they, yeah, there you have it. I feel me, me and Phil will both unanimously say read free run, and I think Mike, if he had. An energy pale would also say read free red. So, um, but no, he did say read free red. He just said he couldn't. So he just said he won't. He just said he won't. So yeah, do do as he says, not as he does. So (laughs) I don't know if that's a good advice for life in general. I don't know, man. If you want to do as Mike does, then head on over to Twitch.tv/Pazekra and you can see what Mike does and what does Mike do. Uh, Mike does poorly on that Twitch.tv/Pazekra. That's B E R S E K R E R. He do video game mostly and often not very well. Um, you can also find me on other social media sites, uh, whatever they are, whatever the the bird app is calling itself these days. Twitter, it's, it's Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Conveniently, Phil's bit rebuttals will be cut. Twitter. Yeah, moving on to more good times. Phil's rent a girlfriend update corner. Ah, oh, every yeah, right every time. <laughs> How are you never ready for this? It's less I'm not ready, it's more trying to remember on the spot. Um, uh, he, he showed how great he was by beating a bunch of kids at kids' games. And she was like, oh man, he's so cool. And then they fucked. Oh, you wish. Um, yes. Yes, I do wish. It makes absolutely no sense that they haven't fucked already. Uh, because he's not paid her. But he has, that's the problem. No, no, he's not paid her for the fucking... Why not? <laughs> because he's broke from paying her for all of the non-fucking. Maybe, okay. But there's maybe, his problem. <laughs> like, pay her... Like, don't pay her for one day, and then go onto another website and just pay someone to bang, and there you go. 
Uh, but then, then he's not banging her. That's the problem. Uh, you can just write it off in his mind as experience. No, 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 no. In his mind, there's only her, Sean. As is everyone's mind in that world, apparently. Like, walk down the street and is like, God damn, wish I was banking her. But, uh, well, calm down, dude. Join us next episode. Maybe, maybe they will have banged. Maybe. Doubt. Maybe. Strong doubt. Strong doubt. But, you know, there's always hope. You can follow me at Slazer King on Twitter and other social media platforms. And you can follow the podcast as a whole at TrashMangaCast on Twitter, at TrashMangaFriends on all the other social medias, like your Instas and your Facebooks and your uh, Mastodons and other stuff. And we now actually have a convenient landing page with all of our social media links on. So if you head over to TrashMangaFriends.card with two R's.co. Uh, there is a link to that in our show notes. That's a landing page for us now, which has links to all of the various social medias we're on and all of the podcasting services we're on. So Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, tune in. So you can get on there, subscribe, like, rate us, review, and tell your friends. Everything now in one nice, convenient, easy place. Yes, I finally made this website after three and a half fucking years. Um, before we end, though, we should probably talk about because it is the anime season. I mean, I've already named obviously Free Ren's airing, Apothecary Diaries, which we covered back in episode 14, 15, around then. That's airing. Uh, Girlfriend, Girlfriend is back for its second season. I think we did that in year two. Was that year one or year two? Two, I want to say. Sometime around there. It's search I'm for Kanojo, Kanojo, or Girlfriend, Girlfriend. Like, that's, as I say, that, that's back and that's also getting anime. That was episode twenty, so year one. Year one, damn. Okay, but yeah, so you can go, you can go relive those memories, and then of course there's like tons of anime airing this season. Of course, loads more sequels. Spike's family, Goblin Slayer's back. Doctor Stone, which is a series Mike actually likes, I can tell you, that's back. True. Tokyo Revengers is back. Uh, Undead Unluck is it's the big Shonen Jump anime of the year, so that's getting to air. Uh, anything on your end, Phil? Anything else you're looking forward to outside of Mega Spice back? So I'm going to assume that. Oh, yeah, that that for definite. I might have a look at Goblin Slayer because I liked season one. Obviously, Apothecary Diaries, as you mentioned. Eminence in Shadow is back, though I actually haven't seen season one yet. And it's shit, so why would you watch it? Because it's amazing. There's a couple of shock horror isekais I'm interested in, so there's more, more like female main character oriented. What steady on now? It's the steady on. Whoa. Now, I'm going to throw one out here for you, Sean. Okay. She's a lesbian. Oh my god. A villainess story. Yeah, well, she is in love with the villainess. Whoa. Is it the villainess manga? I've lost track of it, that. It one is not animated. the villainess manga. No. Okay. I gotta be honest, I stopped listening like ages ago. Yeah, sure. that, that's fine, buddy. This isn't your part of the show, don't worry. Okay, cool. I'll go back. FLCL's back for season four. There you go, Mike. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, this, this Naruto is back. There is Naruto, yes. You can. We I'm, will be I'm living. I think it will have passed by the time this episode comes out, but we are now technically in the era where Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece for a brief month or so will all be airing at the same time again. Yes, there's going to be like four quote unquote episodes, whatever that entails. Just pretend that so that's all Shonen Jump ever was. I don't have to move with the times at all. No, I didn't learn anything from this manga. No, it's they'll be here forever. Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. A thousand years. Big free. Uh, 
Well, there, there you go. Lots. The point is, lots to look forward to in anime, not just stuff that we covered on the show, but plenty of sequels as well. But speaking of sequels, as quickly as one trash series laid to rest, 50 more resurrect in its place. So what's the next series coming under fire? Take it away, Phil. Well, being as we relive two terrible series from your guys' childhood, I thought it was only fitting I joined the club as we're going to read Monochrome Factor. Never heard of it. Ne- never heard of it myself. Also, t- two terrible series from our childhood? Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I, I mean, I recall we did the terrible one from Mike's childhood. I don't recall my childhood terrible series. Like, I haven't, I haven't done that one yet. I mean, people can go listen to last last episode. Last it episode. was last episode, yes. What are you talking about? Elfin Lead was genius. Uh, mm, mm. Revolutionised the format. You can go back and listen to our last couple on Elf and Lee and FLCL to hear who, who, who was right in those episodes. I, I, know, I know the answer to that. Now, to be fair, I think we all agreed on Elf and Lee. We, we did. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. all agreed it's genius. <laughs> Find out for yourself by listening to those past episodes. And then while you're doing that, that could wild the time away for our next one. So we'll see you in a fortnight. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Good day. Goodbye.